first episode of 2024. 2024. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. This is actually episode 63. <laughs> <laughs> um, crazy that it's already a 63 episodes and also that it's 2024 already. We started this in 2022. Wow. And you should just keep kicking us over the next line. <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> um, okay. Welcome to 2024 of Sisters Reading Romance. This is Aisha, one half of this podcast. This is Lexi, the other half of this podcast. And this week we did Bitten by Kelly Armstrong. Canadian. Canadian. Which I didn't realize until I looked at the back of the book at the author thing. Which was interesting. She's like Ontario, is she not? Mm -hmm. Toronto. I obviously, because like this book obviously. takes place a lot in Toronto and upstate New York. New York. Um, so yeah, interesting. Okay, uh, tropes, shifter, shifter, werewolves. Like they call themselves werewolves, but this is definitely more of like a shifter romance or a shifter. No, book. they go. They have to go out in the new, like the full moon. Do they not? No, they just like say that the pull is. To change is stronger in the, in the moon. Okay. All right. Then it's like mm. it's mainly shifter. Mainly shifter. Yeah. Um, faded mates. There's a question mark. No, I don't think they have mates in this show. On this. I mean, okay. I think we'll. I think we'll get Besides there. Besides Clay, but that's just because he's like obsessive. I think yeah. We'll we'll circle back to Clay because I have a lot of thoughts. So. And we'll circle back to this like faded mates thing. This is love triangle. Um, touch her and die. Love triangle. Is it though? Because she's never really in love with what's his face. Okay, but she's still with him. I guess so. There's cheating. There is cheating. I don't know. Is that like a trope though? I, I think I that is a trigger warning. Like, I don't know. I would have that as a trigger warning. Cheating. Um, found family. Yes. Uh, urban fantasy. Yes. And then I have touch her and die. Sure. Um, love triangle. I mean, like, technically. Technically, this would be labeled a love triangle. Technically, yeah. But, okay. Um, so this had a 4.02 on Goodreads. And it had over 100,000 ratings. Well, it did come out in 2001. Yeah, but I So it literally had 23 years to to accumulate that many That's ratings. fuck. This book is 23 years old. It's actually crazy. Yeah. I did not clue that into my mind that this is... Well, it also probably got a lot of ratings after the show came out. Yeah. I, I did. We both looked for this show and we can't find I watched one. it when it originally came out. I did not. Uh, maybe I did, but not like, not like I sat down and watched it. It was like sometimes it was like on TV and I would watch random episodes. No, but I, I watched it when it originally came out. Because the show came out in... Like, 2012? Late, yeah. Like, late 2000? Yeah, when they were still trying to... Back when, like, MTV was still kind of big. And, like, on the cusp of, like, Teen Wolf, Pretty Little Liars. I think it came out before we finished high school, so it was, like, 2020... Or 2013, 2012. Hmm. We can Google it. We could, but... Okay. 
I just thought that was so high. I was like, whoa. But I guess, yeah, this book is 23 years old. So, I mean, you'd assume so. Okay. Uh, trigger warning. I have sexual abuse. Because it's, like, never really explicitly said her foster dad's abused her. But, like, it's very strongly, like, they yeah. did. Yeah. So there's that. Also, trigger warning, this entire book is very rapey. It is very rapey. Very, like, like in I'm non- a man and I have the right to do what I want. Yeah, and, like, nonchalantly they talk about rape in it. And it's just. Yeah. Mm. It is very early 2000s. Yeah, when I read this, I was like, wow, this was definitely written this in is, the 2000s. That's what I, uh, that's why I looked up when this was written. I looked at the copyright on this. Um, cheating is one. I have graphic violence. And yeah. then I also have the foster care system is mentioned in this. And bad dads, I guess. Bad dads, but, but has, good dads. Who was because dad? Clay's dad just like abandons him. That's how he ends up like. I thought he was bitten. No. As a kid? Oh, maybe. Yeah, because that's why an, an eight-year-old would be able to turn. Although, what's-his-face's dad? Jeremy's dad is goes and sees the wolf kid and goes, he'll die, it's fine. And then doesn't even... Yeah. So I mean, bad dad, but then Jeremy is a good dad. Jeremy is a good dad. Pseudo-dad. Um, okay, so the main characters in this book, Elena Michael is 30? Yeah, she's like 20 or 30. I think she's 30. And she's, this whole book is from her POV. Yeah. And I hated that personally because I wanted to see other people. But it is what it is. That's very, this is a very like 2000 fantasy romance or uh, mm-hmm. paranormal. And then I made note of Clay. Clay's like 37. Yeah, so he's like older than So she when is. I was She's thinking... a thing for older guys, hey? Cuz what's Kate, yeah. what's the boyfriend's name? Uh, Philip. Philip. He's Sorry. 41. Yeah. Um so I did the math when Clay and Elena would have met originally cuz so she was a sophomore she in said university. That she was like 22. She was a sophomore, so she would have been 20. They've been together. They they were like she was been a werewolf for about ten years. Yeah, so she so said twelve. She, so years. she would be thirty. Yeah, she said that they've been together for twelve years and ten years since she's been a wolf. So she'd be like thirty two. No, because she did say she met him. Because if you're, if we're using our logic of he's a she's a sophomore, which is like Before if she started she finished her degree though. Yeah, so she's a sophomore. Which she definitely is, said she was thirty in this. Okay. Can I finish my math here, Aisha? Okay. So sophomore, which means if that is like second year, so 19, she met Clay two years, so she'd be 21, turned, so 10 years, so she'd be 31. She definitely said she was 30. And but then Clay would have been what? But Clay was teaching 25? Yeah. Yeah. 25 yeah. if it was 12 years. Because. Yeah. So. It's, that's not. It's not bad. It's still. That's still a. A little red flaggy. I mean. Yeah. It's it not, is not as bad, bad as like a 20 year old. Also. She's also like. Somebody who. Is. 
honestly probably acts more grown up than she like is given like her drama <laughs> i don't know the uh ooh, i just gotta run right now <laughs> it's not super mature yeah yeah it's just like oh i just gotta go but she's just, just go. like also okay i'm trying to decide where i want to start here so this is also a 13 book series and this is just book I- one Although okay, I don't know so if they follow Elena and all no, of them. No, so it, this is the series is called like the Women of the Other World. Book one and two were about Elena, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. And then it just moves on to other people. Well, but I think the, book two, I think the second book you start getting into like witchy stuff. Yeah, because book two she gets captured by this like researcher who's like testing on paranormals and basically gets like meets a vampire and a witch and real like i'm pretty sure it spins off based on mm-hmm. this happens in this book too and then i'm a, i'm guessing they didn't realize that there were other paranormals out there which is stupid which is honestly the very werewolf mentality yeah like, <laughs> we're the only, only people out here <laughs> there's no one else like us yeah okay so let's Weird. Do we want to start with the love triangle? I mean, I guess. I I just have. Mm. Okay, so let's start with. This is not really a romance. Like I did not. No, this had romance elements, but it's not. This really. is this is. If a, you call whatever Clay does romance. Yeah, because this reminds me of those Patricia uh, Briggs books. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like it's really just a paranormal book. But there are romance elements to it. But the romance is not the driving force of the anything that happens in this book, really. Mm-hmm. It's very much like a side plot. And I don't think it's... Clay's not even mentioned in the back of the book of book two. So, like, I don't even know if that's a thing. Like, are they... I'm sure that Clay probably... No, I think she sticks with Clay. I yeah, think... but I, he's not even in the second book, it sounds like. Maybe he gets kidnapped again. I know she gets kidnapped. So it's... I don't know. All I know is that, like, this is... I would not consider this a romance. No. It is very much listed as a romance on um, Goodreads. And, like, people who talk about this talk about this like a romance. But... I mean, this is a happily ever for now (laughs) ending. Questionable. But the romance has really nothing to do with the plot of this book. Yeah. You mean besides the fact that it's basically the reason she ran? Yeah. <laughs> like it. Here's the thing. I thought she would have been gone for longer. She was only gone for less than a year. Was so it, was it only It was a less year? than a year. Oh. Because basically they she had one Christmas without them. And then Christmas oh. was approaching. And she was like. And then she went into the whole spiel about Christmas. Yeah. And then she found all the presents that Clay got her. Yeah, because I, yeah, so this is not a romance, and it, it did have a love triangle, so, like, she's dating and living with Philip, who's in his 40s, and is just kind of, like, like, the definition of a cinnamon roll, but, like, not in a sexy way. Except for he's, like, in, like, a nerdy... Like, she picks him because he's, like, a workaholic, basically. She basically picks him because she can do what she wants and he won't say anything. Like, that's the reason she picks him. And because, yeah, he's never going to question her or fight her on something. 
he's kind of like a meek character. Yeah. So she picks him for a reason. And then Clay, the, her relationship with Clay is toxic as fuck. Yeah. It's so toxic. That's my, my number one note is this is a very toxic relationship. First of all, Elena needs so much therapy, but I do understand the fact that she can't go to therapy. Yeah. A, Except for she, what? Like, I feel like a werewolf should <laughs> see a plot, like a hole in the needs and be like, you know what? I'm going to go be a therapist. I mean, although like you'd have to be in the pack and there's only like <laughs> fucking five of them. I don't. Okay. So this is where the TV show kind of like deviates a bit because I think there are. So the pack is like the head pack. We're, and then there's like tiny packs around the area, but like the pack that she is in is like the the pack of every like all like they're the the governing pack. Okay. Where like in this book, they make it seem like there's like maybe ten of them worldwide. Yeah. Which which I, is like I don't understand I because didn't that. That wolves usually bad. run in packs, so I don't understand why there were so many randos just wandering around. Yeah. I don't know. But like it was very it was very strange. I wasn't quite sure they didn't they didn't really explain the world in which this like took place. But then again you're with Elena who didn't seem to quite understand it herself as also an outsider because she's the only known female werewolf to ever exist and currently exist. Yeah. So I guess she also doesn't isn't privy to some of that. I don't know. It was very weird. Well, was, I think she, living ten years with Jeremy, she would know most of this stuff. Because I was expecting one of them to stand out as like an, the second alpha. It ain't gonna be Clay. He's too impulsive. No, to it, pro- it would be Elena. See, that's what I, my vibe was that he was basically like he was trying to train her to be alpha, but she's also young and impulsive and isn't yeah. quite ready but i think because like what jeremy's like 50 something yeah but he looks like he's in his late 30s yeah so he's probably gonna be alpha for another like what 20, 20 years? years so like training elena to do that the problem is is like elena can't have kids i mean as of right now that we know of yeah well I, if she's been with clay for it. what 12 years then they just are 10 years yeah, of them fucking, I guess. just fucking no condom as a note as just like no condom ever it's like never they just talked about. they just fucking and then the thing is i think she she makes she like makes a small comment of like oh i can't have kids and then the daniel which is like the big bad villain yeah is like oh you're gonna make me an heir and she's just like oh that's not gonna happen because like i can't have kids but he know doesn't of. know that yeah. Yeah, or that they know of. Like, maybe they assume that if they, like, like do it But, like, in no part throughout way, she, I don't know. But she's, like, in the pack house for, like, at least two months. No no mentions of periods. I mean, although, is that ever, like, a thing that people mention in paranormal? Well, and I would assume if you're running around naked. I guess so, but I've never... I could... I can't even picture... A pick a romance like a shifter romance where they've ever mentioned that. So I, I don't know if that's the right like train of thought, but I get what you're saying. But yeah, they never they never use any condoms. There's never even a talk I, I, of condoms. I think 100 percent like she can't have kids. 
it is hinted at it's never fully stated but it is hinted at whether that's an author trying to leave the door open in case she decides to make it possible at some point or whether it's like never really just out said because it just was never relevant to the plot because it isn't actually relevant to this plot yeah but also clay and her just fucking on every surface yeah Uh, that was okay because yeah the love triangle isn't really a love triangle but she forgets about philip all the fucking time and then she just goes back and her and clay like they have sex multiple times i just remember this one quote that was like technically i should feel guilty but it's clay so it doesn't count (laughs) yes and okay the my other major bone to pick with this book is they never talk about the circumstance in which clay like bit her besides like you you get the flashback scene of it happening and then the like immediate like after of her like but that, that transitioning the conversation that she continues to avoid avoid never actually happens but then and i was expecting that last scene in toronto yeah. i was expecting it to happen and then you never it find it out. doesn't happen and i was like well, i want to know because they know were going to they were going to have it and then clay got kidnapped yeah. and then they i couldn't have it i want i wanted to know what happened like i wanted to i wanted to hear him tell, tell I think, his side of the story I like, think why he, did he think this was a good idea i mean i think he's shown that like impulsively like he cannot live without her yeah but like there so had to be like, he he tries multiple times but to explain the, 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 and hints at it like it's like an impulse like a knowing that he had and he like tries to explain this and like she cuts him off her time so even us as readers never fully know and i was like i need to know i need to know why because because you don't know why is I he think, ever truly redeemable i is think he? i think it's like and the, I think, the also the logic of like oh i can't live without her that was also like a high risk scenario because no woman has ever, ever survived. survived. So he either was biting her, assuming that she was going to die, but he wanted to put that risk or he could have just lived with her as long as he possibly could. And change the whole like we have kids and you stay with me, but you know Yeah, but am. Clay is like borderline a psychopath. Like he has psychopathic tendencies. Yes. And he so just, like, is impulsively more than man impulsively he was like i'm going to bite her and she's gonna be with me forever but the thing is is you never actually know because they never let him because i think i think if he tried to logically explain this to jeremy jeremy would have been like no that sounds really fucking stupid which is why he did it which is why he just bit because but he makes it seem like it just happened like it wasn't planned like even in the like you get the flashback where jeremy's like what have you done he's like i don't oh gosh i don't know like it just happened like i just was like here and now it's happening and like i was like i just want to know because 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 you never find out clay is never redeemable he basically took away her entire like there was no consent like that's the problem the yeah problem which was is consent. why she is so mad at him going like throughout those 10 years of like them going and on and off is because she- she... ever forgive him would you i, don't I know. mean i don't know right i think she understands that she wants to be with him because that's why they were together to begin with they were dating as her unknowingly being yeah and then they got engaged and yeah he, like he still wears the his he wedding wears, ring yeah that they bought because like but i think like is she ever going to like fully a hundred percent like be invested like be 100 there no like i wouldn't say like be invested but like always give him like 
like have his back and like give him the benefit of the doubt because like like the murder she, thing yeah she was like automatically she's like did you fucking kill this guy and he's like no we literally had sex in this like forest and i was with you all night and she's like yeah but you weren't with me this morning he's like yeah i was in the water checking to see if this cute pond was like fun for us to frolic in and she's like sure you were and he's like no actually though and you you have him even be like well if i actually did it you'd still smell the blood on me like you are a wolf you would still smell it you would know i did it you know that I didn't do it, but you're trying to, like, make me the bad guy in your head so you can justify leaving again. Yeah. Which is, like, I understand the logic of, like, she cannot fully fully forgive him, fully trust him 100%, even though she knows that there's, like, no one else for her. Yeah. But I think, like, at the end, that's kind of, like, that's good enough for now. Right. Because, like, her relationship with Jeremy fills in that void that she has with Clay. Correct. Yeah. It's the whole, like, and it's, it's, it's this, it's one person can't be your everything. Like, she very much, and the way that the pack functions is very much, like, I get something from everybody. Like these. Well, people... there's only fucking four left, so yeah, that's another note I want to talk about. But I they're just like with the pack just thing. keeps getting cut. And like, okay, because yeah, because my my notes like going back to this clay thing, it was very like twin flamey, like this yeah. like we are meant to be together, but we're also so explosive that it like blows up in our faces and we can't help but come mm, back. I don't know. I don't know. I would say her like her twin flame would be Jeremy. You think so? I think because like even platonic, like even though the relationship is platonic, I think they're like they were meant to have each other in their lives. And I think they give each other something. I did like. I think that was like my, my favorite part is her relationship with Jeremy. Yeah, I would say mine would be pretty similar because it's even like him painting her room pink and buying like frilly yeah. curtains. And she's like, what the fuck? But OK, sure. Yeah, but then she way. doesn't say anything because she's like, he did this because he wanted me to like it. Yeah. And and, and the, it's the thought that counts. And like the fact that he is not he's a, a man who also they never have women around because they can't. It's like yeah. a thing. And the effort was what like what made her not say anything mm-hmm. so like yeah it's a i just yeah the relationship with clay just really gets me every time do we want to talk about the um explanation on why she picked philip or like why clay thought she picked philip basically she like cut off because she cut off communication with jeremy she thinks clay is like toxic which he is and they're toxic together but, like, she still craves that father figure. That, like, someone yeah. to take care of her. So she picked Philip knowing that he would never be a Clay, but he could be somebody that she, she could care for. She like, could Jeremy. Care for, like Jeremy. Which, like, makes complete sense. And just reaffirms this idea that she needs therapy. Like <laughs> She just mentioned trying to go to therapy. And then the guy tried to be like, well, what does that make you? F- how does that make you feel? She was like, nah. And she's like, yeah, I, I stopped talking to him. Yeah, because I just, yeah, that was the number one thing that I was like, I I didn't like Elena. And I think that's why this book was so hard for me to get through. Yeah, because I- it was just like, at some points, like, you understand her logic, but at some points you're just like, you're really digging your heels in and it's really fucking annoying. Yeah. I just found her so, so annoying in some parts because it just like lagged 
like she just legged on her like her character arc of like coming to the realization of like the pack and what she wants and what she needs and like coming to terms with who she is as a werewolf rather than who she was happens really slowly and like it just happens all of a sudden at the end in the last like 20 pages like this book is 500 over 500 it's a long book yeah like about 550 pages it's a big book depending on which prints you get yeah we Um, both got pretty big prints and like literally nothing happens until the last 100 pages like she doesn't understand her feelings towards clay or jeremy for that matter until clay gets fucking kidnapped and then instinctually she's like i gotta run and grab him i gotta run and get him like i have to run yeah so like, she I can't even take a plane like literally like she like she transforms uh, like basically against Shifts her will because of all the like adrenaline the yeah. fear the like over because she would overload. she obviously wouldn't have done it in front of philip and obviously she would have waited for the ambulance for Philip, but like when he told her that Clay got kidnapped, then she was like, I gotta go get him. Like, I gotta go. I also just like, I just feel like this book ended with so many loose ends. And I realize this is a series, so like maybe they tie up in the second book, but the second book seems unrelated. So, like, I want to. Like, I think like it's like me- the thing is, this book ends with a happy for now. But and she even says that. She's like, this is, like, enough. what I have with Clay is good enough for now. Yeah. And we'll need to revisit it later down the line. Because for me, I didn't like Elena. Clay never quite redeems himself from taking away that, like, consent. Yeah. Because I, you never hear his, like, explanation. And I keep I kept waiting for him to be able to, like, say his piece so that we as the reader could be like, okay, like, you are now slightly redeemable. Like you wanted to see his, his villain origin story so that you could like feel bad for him enough to buy in, but he Mm -hmm. never gets that because Elena never listens. So then I don't like Elena. I don't like clay. And I'm like, why am I here? (laughs) Like, what was I, what am I doing here? And then the big bads just like, they just dies. They just turn so on themselves. Like literally, like yeah. they just take each other out. And to, and except then, the one guy. Who's except like, for the one guy that let Elena like is like, I'm fucking gonna kill you. Like, and and the one guy at the end is just like, honestly, I, I was just, just here for the plot, <laughs> and I realized that this isn't gonna work in my favor. So I'm sorry, but I also well, the also the thing is, is he never had any beef with like he Elena. He just was honestly Clay. there for the plot. He was there for the plot. He was like, <laughs> I want to see what I could get out of this. Yeah, but I'm gonna bail the first chance I get. Honestly, if things turn sour. So when Elena shows up, he's like, ooh, I don't think this is going to work out for me. Yeah, I think I got to like, help her out. You weren't actually supposed to like show up. You were supposed to. Yeah. So maybe you should go. Because like go everyone your, like, pack collect- and come back and I'll leave now before shit happens. Yeah. Because like everyone collectively in the world is just like, I'm super fine if Clay dies. But like a lot of the mutts are like, we only don't want Elena to die. Because she's like not a bad person. She's also a, a, just a, like, anomaly, like a complete anomaly. Yeah. And I think they realize that if Elena dies, and J- Jeremy would be fucked. And, like, he would come after all of them. Like, I think yeah, both Clay would Jeremy be- and Clay would probably, like, Clay would go feral. Yeah. Probably. But, and Jeremy would be, I think he'd I be think- more upset. 
if if yeah, Elena well, died. I also in clay. think that like at that point, if he loses Elena, he would be like, well, what's the point of the pack anymore? Right? Because Clay is, yes, his pseudo son, but he also sees Clay's flaws in a lot of more like Clay is literally just ways. Clay is just the enforcer. Like he's yeah, he's he's, he's super he's, intelligent in terms of book smarts, but he literally cannot apply that to emotional intelligence. Yeah, like he cannot control how he feels and when he. We're feels like it. Elena. I would say is far All the way around. Yeah, like she is almost overly emotional. Yeah. And, but he can see the potential in her to make the right choices because she does make them, just not all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I, I don't know. I hated Philip in this book. I was like, I don't see the, pur- like, I guess I see the purpose of it. But The like, thing I also- is, is like, I think, I think in the show they get rid of Philip quicker. I mean, that would make sense to me. Because I don't think they go back to Toronto in the show. They they do. I'm pretty sure do they, they do. do. I I, but I do think they, one, Logan is more prominent in it. I don't think Logan dies. So fast. So Not so fast, but like I don't think Logan dies in general. Okay, let's like, talk about that. So that was that was my least favorite part, actually. Is when... The was fact when, that Logan's was dead. all of them dying for like no fucking reason. Like I, I thought they would all last a little longer. Like to have two pack members die, I just don't understand. Like, like I understand Peter because they were just like ambushed, and he yeah. was taken like obviously off guard. But like, I feel like to be part of the pack, they would have to be like they would have been trained very very well. Yeah. So the fact that like. Logan couldn't have put up a bit more of a fight. It does seem, it also seemed like he was taken from the airport. Yeah. But like, I just, I don't know. Like that was my least favorite part. Cause I was like, why did all these people have to die? Like, I just don't like, I get it, but I don't. Cause I, I don't feel like it added to the stakes at all. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I didn't feel like the stakes got higher with each death. Like they just felt so sad and kind of unnecessary. And then, I felt more like, what is the pack? If the pack only has what? Five, six, six of them? Is no, it even eight? Like, seven or eight? In the beginning. So and then ends up with the with two son and. Five. And I was. Only Peter and Logan die. Yeah, but I was just like, the pack is already small. And then you kill off two people. Do they. How do you make the pack bigger? Do you. Do you bite people? I just, I did feel like the world was never explained. And I had so many questions about how the world worked in this. Like, do they bite people? Is that how the pack gets bigger? Is it only bigger when you're born a werewolf? Everyone in the pack besides Elena were born. Were they not? I don't know. Was Peter? No, Clay was bitten. Oh, I guess Clay. But, but like, besides, like, Jeremy's pseudo children. So I don't know. Because, like. Antonio had Nick had Nick yeah. when he was like 16 before he even transformed. Yeah. And then Logan was like in the foster system. And then he got a letter when he's 16 being like, you should go to Jeremy. Yeah. Because you're about to be fucked up. <laughs> and then I don't know, I guess Peter, but Peter went a little crazy. Oh yeah. Peter. And had that's, his, that's like, little the stint of like, I'm leaving the pack and then came back. Yeah. And that's, 
Yeah. So but I each, think each pack member is connected to to Jeremy. Like the reason they're there is Jeremy, not any other reason. Because Peter calls Jeremy when My he thing gets is, like, to I his don't van. Understand. Logan goes to Jeremy before the transition. Antonio and Jeremy are best friends, which is why Nick is there. And then Clay, Jeremy picks up. Elena is like thrown into this mix and Jeremy basically like adopts her. Like, I don't understand why they have their stance against women. I understand that like the gene doesn't pass on to daughters. But like, if you want numbers, you could you you marry and you have one mom with more than one child. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I literally don't understand. I don't think they want numbers. Like maybe they want to be a dying species, but this is what I mean. The book never explains the world. So I have so many questions on how this pack functions in the world in general. It was very confusing. Yeah. I, I did like the wedding ring that Clay was wearing the wedding ring. I have that as a note. Like I did think that was really cute. But mm-hmm. then he doesn't ugh, they'll get redeemed, so I don't know. I also have my favorite scene. Like if I had to do like my least favorite part slash scene, my favorite is because you said the Jeremy thing. That would that was gonna be mine, was that like her relationship with Jeremy? But if I had to pick like a part, it'd be like the dog bite thing when she like faked that dog bite. <laughs> and then there's like a literally they're standing over a dead body. Like for lack of a better word, like the like body's the- under the bridge, they're on the bridge. And they're like, this is going to go very, very bad. And then Clay blows up and she's like, Clay, you fucked I guess up. I sacrifice myself. And just like eggs on this dog, this hunting dog, who then bites her. Because dogs don't like werewolves. Yes. And then bites her. Then Clay kills the dog. And then everyone's just like, okay, we should go. You're okay, right? Yeah, it's fine. This is weird. Anyway, bye. And like. It was it was a good scene because obviously Jeremy and Clay knew it was happening. And Elena was like, oh, fuck my life. I'm going to have to fix this. And then does it. And it was like funny because you you as a reader were on like the inside joke of the fact that it was like staged. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was a good scene. I like the scene where like uh, Jerem- like it's like Jeremy, Clay and Elena all in the study. And Jeremy's like pretending to sleep. Or he's, like, resting his eyes, and then Clay and Elena come in, and they just start, like, kind of arguing. And they're like, what do you think, Jeremy? And he's like, I'm asleep. And they're like, well, you're not asleep, because you're talking to us. So, what do you think? And then they start arguing again, and then he's, like, he's, like, reaches a point where he's like, "Ah, I guess I'm going to have to. He opens his bedroom door. What did you find? Is anyone, is there immediate danger? No. All right, I'll see you in the morning. (laughs) Closes the door. And they're like, but don't you want to know? He's like, I can know in the morning. Yeah, I liked Jeremy. He's probably my favorite character. I hope he gets a book. <laughs> he probably someone, does. Can someone please, can he Can he have some sort of, like, woman in his life? Because I hope he gets a book. I think he, he, he hooks and up with Nick. a witch. I think he hooks up with a witch. How do you At know? least that, like, based on the show that I watched, I think he hooks up with a witch. I mean, shows are not an accurate representation of what happens in a book. Um, okay, so your least favorite part was what? Was the fact that, like, she didn't understand her feelings towards Clay until literally, like, two, like, the last two pages. Yeah. And then they, like, resolve it being like, 
Oh, I guess I don't. Ha- I can't. Like I like I won't sleep with other men, and like give him another chance. And I'm like that. Like you're literally giving him the bare minimum. Okay, I won't cheat on this guy. Okay. Yeah, it's very much like a I. I realize I can't live without him, but I don't love him. Yeah. Or I'm in love with him, but I'm not ready to be with him. It's a very strange, yeah, re- result, like, resolution for the relationship. My least favorite part was their whole thing. Like, the whole, whatever it is that they were doing, I didn't like. It was, like, toxic. The sex was, like, good, I guess. The scene from the woods when they had sex in the woods and came out and then everyone was standing there. Yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, this is fun. But I just, I, yeah, I don't know. I wasn't sure, like, was the plot meant to put them back together or was this meant to be... The My question is, was the plot to get Elena back with Clay or was the plot supposed to be a character growth for Elena? Or are those the same thing? Like is that the same? But thing? does she? How much? How much character growth does she do? Not much. Like to yeah. be honest, the, the not character much. growth is literally her realizing the feelings she always kind of knew, but she was running away from them. So like, is that really character growth? No. It's just like not really her realizing that like she's got to feel these feelings. <laughs> See, but that's what I mean. I don't know. Okay, well, let's. Do you have anything else to say about the plot? No. Th- this is a good paranormal book. Eh. I don't know. I this, can't. Although it is very 2000s. This is very, a very You can get book. over how rapey the book is. It's. It, it'll be a, a good read. The thing is, is I read this as, I think I read this as a teenager and I don't remember it being this rapey. If you're a millennial and you read this, you might be able to be like, okay, this is of its time a little bit. And it's. You might be able to look past it. If you read this, if a gen. If Zed reads this they're gonna be like this is not this is so rapey yes I, this book didn't age well because like if this book came out now no one would read oh it. my god it wouldn't be picked up by a publisher yeah I, I don't even think a publisher would pick this up it is very rapey and it it's yeah it it did not age well in my opinion would i question is if you my fucking cat demon cat gonna, yeah. the gremlin the gremlin's if, back at it if someone asked, hey, should I read this book, would you say yes? I'd probably say no. I Like, as a sh- first shifter book, I think I could give a better... Oh, way better. Better couple recommendations. I would give one of the Suzanne Wright books. Yeah. For sure. I would... This this, this would not be on the list at all of, like... Yeah, or if, if people were like, oh, I really want something werewolfy, what do you want? I'd be like, just watch Teen Wolf then. <laughs> I mean, this would be a similar, that'd be a similar timing to when this came out probably slightly yeah. sooner. It came out in 2014. I think Teen Wolf came out like 2012 because we were still in high school when we watched Teen Wolf. Yeah, we were. And this is not a, this was not a high school No. Show. The first season, obviously, is the best season. Also, it has the most amount of sex in it. <laughs> of this book? Of this? <laughs> of this show. Well, that's because, that's because this this book is supposed to be about clay and her yeah well i don't know so okay what's your rating uh i gave it a three on goodreads but i probably would like 
I would I would stick with the three. This wasn't like horrific. Would I ever read this again? It Probably just not. Took me so long to get through. Yeah, it did. I would agree with that. Um, okay. What would you say this theme is? What, like a two? Like sex happens, but it's a not three. very You give this a three? Well, there's a lot of sex. Is there though? Yeah. Like basically when she shows up, they start fucking. Like there's maybe five scenes. Yeah, I guess. But they're not descriptive. Okay, maybe that two. Jeez, you're fucking bullying. Two and a half. Um Okay, so would you recommend this? No. Would you reread this? No. <laughs> Are you gonna continue the series? No. Okay. <laughs> so I agree with all of those sentiments. I don't even think I'd continue the series. Like I'm just gonna toss this one back to a this, used bookstore and Yeah. We both we bought this both of us had this on our shelf because we got it from the used bookstore. And because we know of the show and I don't think I don't think that this will be a fixture on my shelf at all ever I think it's going back to the used bookstore for the next person to mm-hmm. um, maybe read I don't know okay so what's your current read right now um <laughs> You have to really think. Do you want me to start? Yes, start. Okay. My current read is Tis a Season for Revenge. I decided to start it because it's Christmas still. Even though this this podcast is coming out in January, we are recording this over Christmas. And I, fuck, I started reading it and I'm like, God, Damien is just so good. Okay, we could have did it. I know. We should have. It's such a good book. If you haven't read it fucking read it it's such a good book tis a season for revenge by morgan elizabeth it's so good it slaps every time it's a yeah anyway okay what okay. are you reading um so there's a series called i don't even know how to pronounce the, the thing it's called new protectorate new protectorate there's like it's like this this urban fantasy and they have this like Who's the author Abigail Kelly. Okay, I feel like I've seen these covers. The the only the reason I picked up the first one was the cover. The first one was pretty good. Okay, when um, you say that, is that like? <laughs> I mean, it's not like it's not my favorite. I don't know if I'd reread the first one, but I think okay. I would continue with the series, which I'm gonna do because I want to read the point five because it's not technically part of the overlying plot. But I've I'm reading the empire empire. Okay. Which is 1.5. <laughs> and it's a vampire. Okay. I've been, yeah, I don't know. I haven't been, this book, I was like, maybe I'm going to get back into paranormal. And then I read this book and I was like, maybe not. Maybe I'll take uh, another lap. Because I was hoping this would get me into like a paranormal mood. But yeah, Bitten just didn't, didn't do didn't, it for me. Didn't slap. Didn't do it for me. Okay. So um next week we are reading song of achilles dude get fucking ready so and it's a book from my show i just like ah am i emotionally ready for song of achilles again you have to be so we're reading song of achilles probably cry and again and then we're reading a helena hunting book um this month as we said Last episode is all books that we have on our shelf that we haven't read because everybody has one. 
we have many. So we decided to do that. We put them in a random generator and selected the books based on things we had on our shelves that we have not read. And honestly, I am glad that we read Bitten and then I can get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a book that can go back and, and provide more space for new books. Um, so yeah, next week, Song of Achilles. And don't forget the Modern Romantics book box, or book box, is the last day to order to get a winter book box is January 15th. So if you want to order, jump on it. Use our discount code. So Sisters Reading Romance, all caps, no spaces. That'll get you 10% off anything besides gift cards, including the subscriptions. So get it where you can. Otherwise, either A, will sell out, or B, um, once a subscription closes on the 15th, if you purchase, you still can. You just will be waiting for the spring box, which won't happen, um, which won't be shipping until April. So if you're on the fence, jump on it because there's only a couple weeks before our subscriptions close. And maybe there'll be one-time boxes left. Maybe there won't. It'll be dependent on how many subscriptions we end up having. So jump on it. Do it now. Otherwise, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. Reviews and ratings really, really help us. Please rate and review us. It helps us go onto the recommendation pages for people. It helps people find our podcast. Tell your friends. All of the above. Do it all because it's very helpful for us in growing. Otherwise, um, find us on Instagram. That's where we're going to be the most active. I answer most of the Instagrams. So that's you'll know it's me if you dm us or comments on something it's usually me that's replying and um yeah tell us what you want to hear us read we're doing fanfic feb so if you have fanfic that you know of that you think we might like send them our way lexi is the one picking them all i just want you to know we're not gonna read manacle like i don't i don't think we're emotion. i'm just not i don't want to emotionally do that so which is the big Germany one. Oh, okay. So if you've got a fanfic that you think we should read, send them our way and not fanfic. Like don't give us the, it cannot be incomplete. I don't want to read an incomplete fanfic or, or I don't want to eat. I don't want to read fluff. Just give it needs smut. Like it just needs plain smut. And, and it can't be like read the love hypothesis. Cause that's not, we want like, like, I'm I'm gonna be of our own. hunting archive of our own. So, if you have a suggestion, send them our way because we are looking. Um, on that note, we'll be back in your ears next week. Bye. Bye.